Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. feeling today big dog not too bad dude how you doing i'm doing good buddy i'm doing good you're well rested very well rested yeah i was a little sleep deprived over the last <laughs> week um just with work i was just i was like i wasn't sleeping a whole lot so i was getting maybe six hours a day and um my man here he normally gets off from work around two ish yeah like two two thirty yeah. depending on the last patient two two thirty he you know he normally gets to my house about 15 20 minutes later just depending on traffic Oh man, he called me three times. I slept through them all. <laughs> I like I set an alarm for one thirty. I just kept sleeping and sleeping and sleeping, and uh, I felt bad because I made him sit out there and was in in his car for I don't even know how long. What twenty minutes? Uh, it might have been close to twenty minutes. Yeah, because I called you once when I was leaving work, and you didn't answer. So I was like, okay, Lee, maybe he's just like pooping or something. Like maybe he's just busy. I. I I'm just being honest. That was the first thing that went through my head. I was like, all right, maybe he's moving. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was like, all right, well, I'll just bump up the road. Uh, I'll call him when I get there. Called you again when I got here, like 15 minutes later. Still didn't answer me. So I'm like, okay, this bitch is sleeping. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was dead tired. Finally, the third call is what woke me up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The th- the, thir- the third call is what woke me up, and I didn't even answer and say just hello. I I I answered the phone and said, "Holy fuck, I just woke up." That was all I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I did call you the third time, and that's when you were like, "Ah, oh, shit, I just woke up." And I'm like, "God damn it, Bobby!" Yeah, it was almost it was almost three o'clock. I overslept my alarm by an hour and a half. Yeah, I was I was just sitting out in the car. I'm like, "Dude, what is he doing? I wonder what he's doing in there." <laughs> Mind the meatloaf. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was, I was so exhausted. Um, just, it's like, it's hot in the warehouse at night too. So. It's been hot outside. Right. It's been hot outside. It's been a stressful week. So, like, catching up on my sleep, it was, it was very needed. Um, so yeah, sorry for making you sit <laughs> out in your nice, cool AC car. I mean, I maintained. Right, I, I maintained. Think, did okay. I, 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 I think you were. Uh, I think you were just fine. I watched a. I watched a video uh, on Twitter with Pat McAfee. Um, he was interviewing Ian Rappaport. Um, Rapshi goes on there a bit. I don't know how much you watch Pat McAfee, but Rapshi goes on there quite a bit. Yeah. Um. He he is on there quite often. They were discussing the updates in the Deshaun Watson case. Mm. Um. So I guess that's just a perfect transition into it. Um, and to Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, I think that was that's, a lot less banter than I anticipated. Ah, uh, it was. It was on my end as well. I don't know why, but it just was. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're in no rush today. I mean, you guys are gonna get more banter, so it's okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, good news, my man. Uh, well, not. Well, yeah, sort of. My man's mic is fixed finally. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a few hiccups before recording, but I think we came to the conclusion it might have just been my headset. Mm-hmm. I don't know because you said I was coming through perfectly clear, 
every word I was saying, but on my end, it was cutting out. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe I also wasn't paying enough attention in those times where it did cut out if it was. But, I mean, I think you sound fine now. Yeah, I think everything's good. So we do apologize if anything does happen again, but I'm hoping we're on the up and up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate anything happening like I did last week. No, last week was a fluke. I hated it. Hope it never happens again. Yeah. Um. So, so bouncing back to the Deshaun Watson. Don't be stuff. sorry, Ho. Be careful. I, okay. I'm, I'm with you. Cat Williams <laughs> is one of my favorite comedians of all time. Um. So basically, what they were talking about on Pat McAfee's show was. For those of you that don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know if you follow sports at all because it's been the most talked about subject in sports for the past week, if not the past three months. So Judge Sue Robinson came to her conclusion after uh, after hearing thousands of pages worth of evidence and Claims and accusations and all that and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it took like two weeks to for her to come to this conclusion. It felt like it was longer. It did. It felt like it was like a month, but I'm pretty sure it was only like two weeks. Um, she decided that she basically said Watson is guilty of violating the league's personal conduct policy in three separate ways by. One, engaging sexual and engaging in sexual assault. Two, by engaging in conduct that poses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person. And by three, engaging in conduct that undermines or puts at risk the integrity of the NFL. So she finds him guilty of three different um, things that the league stands by. Like pretty pa- like like in a, like in a pretty concrete way. Like the league is very very concerned about how about their own image. Yes, they're very very concerned about it. They're also concerned about how players' actions affect other players. Yep. It, it, like especially with the whole Richie Richie Incognito thing. Yeah. Like a few a few years back with him with him bullying um <clears throat> that one offensive lineman. I can't remember his name, but when they were playing in Miami. And, it's, and, it's, I'm drawing a blank on that one as well. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like, the, like the NFL has had so many. I guess, I, I guess the right word is problems. Over the years, that, of course, their image and like, like the way people perceive their league is so important, and the way their players are taken care of is so important. Because at the end of the day, the players are the only thing that makes them fucking money. But yeah, that that they're the. They're the product that's going out on the field. Right. Like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, if those cats aren't playing, the league's not making money. I mean, everybody sees what the XFL and the USFL does. While it's all very competitive football, you don't have those stars that are able to just... Their ratings are good for the first two or three weeks because it's new. And it's exciting. And it drops off. After that, you realize, well, the the product kind of sucks. Yeah, you get the initial shock factor out of the way, and it's like, oh, this isn't great. And then and then and then you stop watching it. For some players, it works out. Like PJ Walker, it worked out for him, and 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 like, and like a few others. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, there's a few that came from the USFL that are in the league now. Right. But then right. you have players like Bo Scarborough, Scarborough, who started in the NFL, played for Alabama, and washed out. Washed out, went to the USFL. 
Right, right. I mean, granted, he can still play football better than I ever can, but... Well, oh, oh yeah, abs- ab- <laughs> absolutely. But not taking away anything from the XFL or the USFL. Right, right, exactly. But but the way the NFL is perceived is very, very important to them. Yeah. So, basically, Judge Sue Robinson found that Deshaun Watson had broken three league rules um, that I had previously mentioned and decided that that was only worth a six-game suspension, which... so. For those of you that remember, Deshaun Watson was not found uh, criminally guilty in the Supreme Court in Texas. I think that this uh, ruling is criminal. Um, so, <laughs> muted the wrong mic. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I had to take off my watch. It was starting to bother me. Oh, fair enough. Um, I think it's criminal that he only got a six-game suspension for, and let's just say it was the four unresolved civil cases that they were looking at here. Granted, he did face, I believe it was 24 in total. He settled a shit ton of them before this deposition started. Um, So let's say it was the four. Mm. The four that had started. So for those of you that remember and have been following the NFL for quite some time, Ben Roethlisberger had gotten in trouble um, many, many years ago. Um, probably well over a decade ago. Yeah, we won't go into the specifics of that case because that's pretty. That's pretty sick. What happened? Um, if, but there if, was some pretty damning evidence on him. Yeah, if uh, if I, mean, I remember correctly. Oh, oh, there was. It was. It was. It was a pretty sick and fucked up case. Like if if you if you want to look into it for yourself, you can. But do so at your own risk. Yeah, d- yeah. Do so at your own risk because it's. I mean, I mean, he didn't like go out of his way and like chop someone's fucking head off or anything like that. But like, like what he did. Like I'm not, I, I don't want to discuss it on this podcast because we're all about like we're. This is like a positive vibe. Yeah. I'm not trying to bring anything down. So if you like, if you're curious about what happened, by all means, go ahead and look it up for yourself. Um, but um, but yeah, what happened with Ben Roethlisberger was pretty bad, and he got six. He got a six game suspension for one, for for now now that now that wasn't sexual misconduct. That he was he was being charged with rape. Yeah. It was significantly worse. Right, right. Not saying that sexual misconduct is any is any is is good or anything, but rape, sexual misconduct. Yeah, yeah. I I think everybody knows what you're trying to say. But Ben Roethlisberger got six games for that one case. If you're yeah. taking just the four that were unresolved before the deposition, he should get six games for each one of them, resulting in a 24 game suspension. Right. The NFL season is now 17 games, so that would be this entire full season and seven games next year. Yeah. Half the season next year. Yeah, so 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 this this is this is my personal opinion. Um so so for starters, I'm glad that this is starting to come to a resolution. The NFL has since appealed Judge Sue Robinson's decision, and they have appointed the former attorney general of the state of New Jersey to preside over those hearings. Yep. Um, now this isn't, this isn't an independent arbitrator that's going to be making the decision. This is somebody that is appointed by the NFL to make a ruling for the NFL. Yep. So this six game suspension is not going to hold up. The suspension is going to be longer. I think so. Yeah. But at the bare minimum, Deshaun Watson is facing that six game suspension. Yes. At bare minimum, he will be suspended for six games. The Attorney General of New Jersey, former Attorney General of New Jersey, will not lessen the sentence. No. He, Deshaun Watson is going to face a minimum 
of a six-game suspension. I think it's going to be in the realm of 12. I th- I think they're going to get him for the whole season. I hope it's for the whole season. I, I, I do too. And I also want to throw this out there. For anybody saying and counting that season off that he missed last year, your opinions, it's, I'm sorry, but it's, it's not valid. Yeah. He wasn't suspended. He chose not to play. Right. It was, it was, it was his conscious decision not to play for the Houston Texans. You can't use that. It's, it, and, and in all honesty, it's a decision I don't blame him for doing. No, I think it was, I, a, I think it was a good decision for I, him. I think, end of the day, the Texans would have been an absolute train wreck had he played last season. Absolutely. With everything that is going on, I think there would have been even bigger backlash. Deshaun Watson has made 25 decisions in this whole thing. The 24 sexual misconduct allegations. And not playing. And the one decision to not make. To not play. Yeah, and, and, and in all honesty, that was probably the only right decision that he's made. No, that's not probably. It is the only right decision he's made. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, biggest thing is, like, the, like these two things do not, um, they're, they're, they're not on, this, on the same plane. Aaron Hernandez was legally convicted of murder. Okay? Yes, he was. The backlash that came out when he was convicted, because people are like, you let this guy play an entire season after he fucking killed someone. There was a lot of backlash for that. I think that's another, that's another reason why the league is so concerned about their image. Because they've let so many things slide through the cracks. I think Ray Rice only got like a two-game suspension for his. I don't think, I don't think his suspension was much. It wasn't. Granted, he never played again. He, he, so so pe- people say that Ray Rice had a raw deal. I don't disagree with that necessarily, but... And, and of course, we're not here to talk about just Ray Rice, but Ray, the reason why Ray Rice never played again is, is because of a declining skill set. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was definitely falling off. He was, he was falling off, and he just gave a cold fucking right to his fucking... That was a left. Whatever. Girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever, she, whatever she was to him at the time, they have since made everything better. Ray Ray Rice is actually a pretty prominent figure in the Baltimore community still. Yeah. So, I mean, pe- like, like the pe- the people of Baltimore have forgiven him for what he did, but of course he'll never uh, at this point now in his career he'll never play it down a football again. No, he's done. Um, but the if if the Sean Watson had actually played this season, I think there would have been a lot more backlash. I think, um, especially after, like, if he continued to play, he would have continued to have access to that hotel room in Houston. Yep. The number could have fucking ballooned. It very well could have. Um, it's like the whole situation is 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 so shitty. To be and to be and to be quite frankly with you, I'm tired of fucking talking about it. I really am, because it's because like at this point now, everybody knows that he's going to get suspended yep. for over half the season. That's a, that's a very safe thing to say. I think at the minimum, it's going up to eight games. He'll miss the first eight. He'll come back. They have a week nine bye. He'll come back on the week nine bye. Prepare for a week ten game. Minimum. I, I, th- I think it's I think it's a maximum of an indefinite suspension, which would put him out for the whole year. I think at minimum they'll get him on the hook for twelve. I, I think the minimum it goes up is two to eight. So this is the this is the reason why I think he I think he'll be on the hook for twelve. According to CBS Sports, um, John Breach. Okay. Um, apparently there was a deal in the works between the NFL 
and Deshaun Watson that would have had him suspended for less than a year, like the NFL actually wants. But he ended up shooting that proposal down and betting on himself. Now the bet's not really going to work out. Uh, I don't like his odds here. Yeah, so, so rather than being suspended for a full year, this is a deal that, that ended up getting turned down. Of course, Deshaun Watson's camp wanted a six- to eight-week suspension, and I don't think they're too keen on him paying a fine. Yeah. Just because he's already forfeiting so... Well, it's all fully guaranteed, so he's not forfeiting anything. Yeah, he's, he's not forfeiting anything. Um, so... The deal would have looked at, instead of a full season, it was going to be a 12-game suspension. Uh, this is also according to ESPN and Sports Illustrated. Okay. Um, he would have been suspended for 12 games and a fine in the neighborhood of 8 to $10 million. Shoo! I think that was the kicker there. Yeah, so of course, so of course he doesn't want to be... Deshaun Watson and his camp doesn't want him suspended for anything more than eight. Okay? I think it's tough titties at this point. Right. And, of course, he also wasn't willing to accept, uh, pay that huge fucking fine. Um, but now, at this point, now, where they're, ha- where they're having not an independent arbitrator, it's somebody hired by the NFL to go ahead and preside over these hearings. Um, he's going to get suspended for, I, th- I think they'll get him longer, for, longer than eight games. Maybe tens a minimum. I don't know, but now, but now at this point, I mean, he he said he said to himself, "Okay, I think I can do better than just than than this. I think I can keep going, and I'll be and I'll be just fine if I don't if I don't take this deal." Well, now it's coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, I think it ultimately is going to come around and bite him in the ass. Um, I also want to see Calvin Ridley's suspension come down from an entire season. Right, like Fremont, man, come on. He got suspended for an entire season for placing a $1,500 bet, which he lost. Granted, he was it was during his time off last season when he said he needed some time for some mental health. I'm going to be honest with you, Calvin. Sports gambling is not good for mental health. If anything, if anything it worsens it. Trust, if anything. Trust me. I, would, I know that from experience. Coming from two degenerates, maybe stay away from that if you're struggling with mental health issues. Uh, yeah. Not telling you how to live your life, but maybe, maybe just pro tip here. You're the pro football player. Um, from a professional loser of money, stay away. Right, right. Exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, the whole thing with Calvin Ridley is he placed that bet legally. He just broke a league rule. He he broke a league rule. He should be suspended for that. I think I think a year suspension is a little hefty. I understand you're trying to set the precedence, which is what. So ultimately, that was why Sue Robinson only gave Deshaun Watson a six game suspension is because she did say she's like I you know what he did break the rules like I you can see it. There's three different cases, three different rules here that he broke, but given. What he's coming for, like what the deposition is for, you've only given six game suspensions in the past. It's kind of unfair of me to give him more than that. That was ultimately why she only gave him a six game suspension. Which I mean, I, like, like I, I can't blame her for thinking that way. I see the thought process. I do, I do see the pro, I do see the thought process. But then again, at the same time, like this is such an unprecedented case in the NFL that. You really can't take what's happened in the past into consideration here. Yeah. You can to an extent in order to establish your baseline. But then again, I mean, like, case in point, Ben Roethlisberger, he got six games mm-hmm. for one count. Yeah. Um, I can't remember of anybody. I mean, I mean, there, I mean, there have been other players who have been 
maybe not sexual assault, but but domestic violence and things like that. Like Greg Hardy, he's been suspended for an entire year. Um, there's a, there's a few other players that are just escaping escaping my mind, but he's definitely first and foremost on my mind just because he's. I mean, he got on the hook for what a whole fucking season. Yeah. For for what I mean, he 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 fucked her up too, um, which was fucking terrible. But, um, you really can't take what's happened in the past into consideration with a case like this. Never in never in the NFL has two things. Never in the NFL has a player of Deshaun Watson's status. Yeah, a young <clears throat> star who. When he was in Houston, you honestly could make the case that he was a top five quarterback in the league. He was up there. You could, he was you, balling. You could genuinely make that case. Numbers-wise, he was a top five quarterback in the league. Never in, never in the history of the league, that's false. In the history of the league, this has happened with OJ, OJ Simpson. But that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, but someone of, Desha- of Deshaun Watson's status, of the position that he plays, has never been on the hook for something like this. That's a lie. Better not have Ignore that. But the other thing that has ever happened before, it's never happened to this magnitude. Yeah, this is 24 cases. Like, that's bad. That's insane. That's, ab- that's absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the positive, positive thing to that is the light's almost at the end of the tunnel. We almost have to, we, we're almost about to be stopped, I mean, done talking about this shit. I don't think we're that close. I'll be honest with you. Because the NFL is appealing it. Whatever, uh, whatever homie from New Jersey comes up with is not going to be liked by the NFL Players Association well, of course not. in Deshaun Watson's camp. So then they're going to sue. Which is going to drag this thing out. Let them sue. But that, I, mean, I mean, like, 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 if you're, like what are you going to sue for? Defamation of character? I don't know, because I'm seeing right here from, uh, it's a post from Dan Graziano. He kind of breaks down um, everything from the case um, in this article. He goes, he says, no one who reads this report can come away thinking Robinson found Watson innocent of wrongdoing. Robinson concludes Watson, quote unquote, had a sexual purpose, not just a therapeutic purpose in making these arrangements with these particular therapists, end of quote. Based on what she found to be the league's definition of sexual assault, Robinson found Watson guilty of violating the personal conduct policy by engaging in sexual assault. He's guilty. I mean, she found him guilty. Yeah. This is a former former federal judge. She knows yeah. what the hell she's looking at. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's coming to to an end anytime soon. I think um, I, I think he's gonna end up suing. The NFL, they're gonna end up suing the NFL. Um, I don't know what they're gonna sue for. Like, I have no clue what they could possibly sue for. It can't right. be defamation of character because he defamed his own name. Right. Sue yourself. I don't know if you can. Look, if Dennis Rodman could marry himself, I'm pretty sure you can sue yourself. <laughs> Judge, I would like to sue myself for ten million dollars. So transfer it from one account to another. You <laughs> stupid shit. Court adjourned. Clack clack. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to see that happen. Maybe it'd be Sue Robinson on that case. That'd be cool. Sue Robinson providing over, provi- provising over uh, Sean Blossom suing himself? Yeah, I'd love that. Huh. That could be a Netflix series. <laughs> Netflix original. Netflix, sponsor us. 
had to I had to sneak in a sponsor ask there somewhere. <laughs> the po- Poppy and Home and Sports Lab, the official the, the official spon- the official podcast of Netflix. <laughs> that would sound good, man. The official podcast of Deshaun Watson's hearing against Deshaun Watson. Oh god. <laughs> overseen by the honorable Judge Zuhel Robinson. I'd sign on to do that. That's a hell of a name. Play by the play by yeah, we could be the play by play for that. <laughs> you hear it in the back of the court. <laughs> What did he say? <laughs> Excuse me, judge, ju- judge. Can, can judge, you speak up? Judge, 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 <laughs> judge, judge, judge. Hold on, judge, 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 judge. That was too. Uh, that was too elaborate. Can you explain it to me like I'm four? <laughs> Break it down for me like I'm a five year old. <laughs> Not just for me, but for Deshaun too. Yeah, because he because he clear, he clearly doesn't know what the word no means. Oh God! If he does play this season, he's gonna hear that chant every time he steps foot on the field. Every single time, no should, matter where he is, he should, might even hear it in Cleveland. Should we go to the Browns game? Dude, I don't know. I I'm gonna spend a lot of money on tickets then, because we're going to the Bengals game. Yeah, Sarah wants to go to the Bills game. Now you want to go to the Browns game? That would be an expensive game. I think that's in three consecutive weeks. Is it not? It's four out of it's three out of four. Fuck, dude. And I want to go to the Giants game. God, dude, I ain't got money like that. Does Sarah want to go to the Bills game? Yeah. Why don't you take Sarah to the New England game? Because that's in Boston. And can't afford that. What's her infatuation with the Bills game? I'm just curious. Uh, she wants her friends um from upstate New York to come down and visit us down here. Um, that'll be a godsend. <laughs> and uh, uh, they uh, they're Bills fans, obviously. Um, and uh, so she's like, "Oh, like you guys can come down, visit us, go to the Bills and Ravens game." If I can find cheap enough tickets, will you be interested? In what? Huh? In what? The Ravens and Browns game? Yeah, we'll we'll hash that out. I kind of want to go to the Bills game too. <sighs> I want to go to every single game, but I can't afford to do that. Well, that's a good point. Let's see. How 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 cheap are tickets, do you think? How low can you go? Ludacris wants to know. Well, you know what, Ludacris? While we're talking about uh while we're talking about games, football's back, baby. Bills versus Ravens is $169 a fucking ticket. I like that number 69 thrown in there. <laughs> I don't hit the 100 part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Uh, I like the other two digits, though. Let's see. So if, you, so if you're going to three straight games, if you're paying the minimum, it's 169 plus 94 plus 78. Ugh. Makes me to hurt myself. Um, football's back, though, baby. Football is back. Hall of Fame game was last night. I, don't have, I know the Raiders won. The Raiders won twenty-seven to eleven. Okay. Did you? How much of the Hall of Fame game, game did you watch? <clears throat> I saw like maybe three drives, okay. if that. Can I tell you how much I watched? Uh, none of it. Highlights. There it is. Well, that, that was you. all I watched. I watched enough for to watch the Jaguars go three and out, uh, like normal. Uh, they punted the ball away to the Raiders to watch Nick Mullins be kind of a bum. Um, and go three and out and punt the ball away. And then I watched the Jaguars kick a field goal, and I was like, all right, that's enough of this. Yeah. Saw what I needed to see. That was pretty uneventful. Um, it, it, most of the starters didn't even play in this game. 
uh, Josh Jacobs did end up uh, playing. Yeah, so 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 actually that was pretty controversial because a lot of the a lot of the normal starters for the Raiders didn't even play. But Josh McDaniels did come out and say the reason why, um, the reason why he did, and it it, it makes sense. Uh, Josh McDaniels said that um, in practice, ball carriers go through things that they don't experience during games. He said, I at least wanted to get him out there, get him real game touches. Mm-hmm. To see just just so he could get a, start getting a feel, getting back into things. Okay. So, I was a little concerned about that. I'm not gonna lie because, I mean, if you're playing in the Hall of Fame game, odds are your spot on the roster isn't exactly concrete, or at least you're not gonna be starting. Yeah. And I know they did decline his fifth year option on his deal. Um. So Josh Jacobs is, you know, he's 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 playing for his next contract this season. Um. So seeing him in the Hall of Fame game was a little concerning, um, but then again, at the same time, um, the way that it was the way that it was phrased by um, excuse me the way that he the way that it was phrased by um, by Josh McDaniels it makes sense he just wants to get the, he just wants to get his guy um, just some touches just so he, just so he knows what he's doing when when it comes game time. Yeah, I wasn't super worried about him being in there. So, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's just the Hall of Fame game. Um, I think that is one of their three preseason games. Uh, I think they have four. This is the only one. This is the only game this week. So, I believe those two teams play four games. Uh, four preseason games? I'm pretty sure they only have three. I believe they do because teams normally, when they play in the Hall of Fame game, normally they get five. You're right. Yeah, they do have four. Yeah. Yep. They play uh, the Vikings. They play the Dolphins and they play the Patriots, the Raiders. That is. Yep. So, so the Raiders and the Jaguars to kind of get an opportunity to um. What the fuck? I'm moving to Jacksonville. Why? Because they have a whole season plan where you can get game, you can get tickets for all nine home games for two hundred ninety nine dollars. Well, they're fucking terrible. No wonder. But. Bill, I'd pay $299 to go to nine straight fucking games in Jacksonville, Florida. I don't want to go in September. It's going to be hot. Who gives a F? Me. I get swamp ass easy. Well, you know what? It happens to the best of us, dude. It really does. I'm not putting baby powder on my butt so I can go watch a football game. They play one game in September. And I'm going to have to put baby powder on my butt so I can go watch that. You should put baby powder in your ass to begin with. Do you? No. Okay. Then how can you tell me to do that then? Because I'm just trying to give you good life advice. But you don't even follow that life advice. What's your point? How can you tell me to do it when you don't do it? That doesn't make sense. I'm just looking out for you. I'm not putting baby powder in my butt. It's like it's like one of those things where where you're ta- where like you you have that crackhead cousin and you watch the cousin start shooting up crack and he's like, don't you ever do this, motherfucker? Why are you? That was. The, probably one of the best analogies I've ever came up with. One of the wildest. No, for real. It's, uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you're watching your friend. It's like you're watching. I figured your, you were going with like, maybe like cigarettes or something. Like, hey, like watch him smoke up a cigarette. And like, hey. Don't you ever touch these. Don't, don't ever smoke a cigarette. Why are you? <laughs> Motherfucker. You went right for crack. Well. I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> but I just, I want to know where the middle steps were. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know why I jumped right to crack. You jumped from the top step yelling, singing Free Fallen. That's what happened right there. You missed all the middle steps. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, whole, I wholeheartedly apologize for my actions. You should. But while we're talking about football being back, we got a schedule prediction to do, baby. I'd like to take the chance to apologize. To absolutely nobody! The double champ does what the fuck he wants! Ah. So, we're doing the Western Hemisphere now. Uh, we're, no, I'm just kidding. We're going to do the Western, uh, the West Conferences. Um, so, we're going to start with... Divisions, divisions, divisions. Conference divisions. Fucker. You can division this conference. Um... I said what I said. So let's start with the Raiders while we're talking about them. Who they got week one? Uh, so the Raiders start off their season at the Chargers. Week one. <laughs> Game of the year, week one. Yeah. This is fucking tough, man. I do not know. I think I want to take the Chargers. Yeah. I, I like It's, it's tough because I know you're not high on Brandon Staley. I'm not. I know you're not sold on him. Um, I haven't seen enough out of him. To, so I really can't make my own decision based on that. But um, I'm also not very high on Josh McDaniels. He no, fl- he's had a shot. He flamed out once. Granted, this team is much, much more talented than that Broncos team was. He also says that he learned his lesson. Like, he was trying to manage everything instead of delegating. And when, like, times got tough, he tried to be like Bill Belichick was, which no one can be like Bill Belichick. No. Sometimes Bill Belichick struggles with being Bill Belichick. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I, th- I think the Chargers will end up getting it done just because I think Brandon Staley's going to learn his lesson from last year. I think they're just going to come out the gates and they're just going to fucking come firing. But then again, <laughs> that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams connection is freaky. So... That was the reason that I actually chose the Chargers is because they added J.C. Jackson. So J.C. Jackson on Devontae Adams. I think, I think that's going to be one hell of a matchup. But I think I've, I like Justin Herbert and his um, rapport that he has with his receiving group more than I like Derek Carr and his receiving group against that kind of newly loaded um, Chargers defense. Now the the Raiders they did add um Rocky Sim and Chandler Jones. So they added a second really good pass rusher. Rocky Sin is he's a decent corner. Yeah. Right? I mean he's not he's not a top ten corner, but he's not he's not a bottom ten corner. Yeah, he's 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 not a slouch. He he's a guy who's gonna give you solid production when he's on the field. You're, you like you don't have to you don't have to be concerned like, oh shit. Right. I also like the Chargers having Asante Samuel Jr. It's like every time Chris Westry trotted out on the field for the Ravens. Like, oh, fuck. No. You want to know who I said that for was, uh, what was his name? Fucking Marcus Kennedy. Mm, I couldn't stand that guy. That was the year that Lamar won the MVP. And we were at the Bengals game at home in, in, in Baltimore. And I watched Tyler Boyd run four straight out routes, and fucking Kennedy still set up inside inside leverage. Yeah, I'm like, at what point do you fucking learn? I couldn't stand him. I mean, it, I, he ran four straight out routes, 
he caught four straight balls. I was like, dude, adjust. Like, I, it's not rocket appliances here. Well, you know, we're not here to talk about. We're not here to talk about. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. The Ravens. So I got the Chargers week one. Okay, I would agree. Um, then week two, Vegas is going to be playing the Cardinals. I like Vegas. I do too. Yeah, I think um, we're going to allude to it here a little bit later on, but the Cardinals have some shit going on. Yeah, they might be off to a little bit of a rocky start. Yeah, so um, uh, week three uh, is at the Tennessee Titans. We've already decided this one. Um, just to make sure that I have the game correct because I realized I had one game wrong. Um, we have the Titans losing here to the Vegas Raiders, so the Raiders picking up their the win in week three. Okay. Moving on to week number four, um, it is at home for the Denver Broncos. This is going to be a good game. Um, recently this week, uh, one of the wide receivers, Tim Patrick, tore his ACL. Yeah. Tim Patrick is a guy who I've been very, very high on. He's a very talented and underrated wide receiver. Very underrated wide receiver. Um, with that said, KJ Hamler now slides into spot number three. That's a hell of a replacement. Right, so it's like it's like two polar opposites. Like Tim Patrick's this big body, big body guy, uh, possession re- possession receiver of speed. KJ Hamler's a burner. Yeah. So now you have the big body receiver with Cortland Sutton. You have the route runner with Jerry Judy, and you have the burner with KJ Hamler, and you have Albert Albert Okabonum, Albert L. Albert 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 Albert. Albert oh my God, your last name is so fucking long. Um, <laughs> God bless. That was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, I'll was, give you it. That I'm, was a, that was a good one. I'm upset you said it, but it was a good one. <laughs> his name, his last name is long. Oh, it is. It's, it's too, it's too many fucking vowels and consonants and you know prime numbers and shit. Um, so I'm a little torn on this one. It's the it's, it's Russell Wilson's first game in Vegas. That crowd's gonna be nuts. I think I like Vegas here. I do too. I do too. I'm a lot higher on Vegas than what people than other people are. Um, I am because I'm. I I hate him because he beat us last year. But dude, Derek Carr is a baller. Is an underrated quarterback. Very. He's got plenty of weapons now. He's gonna be kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of scary looking to begin with. Jesus, Siggy. Hey, hi, hi buddy. Hey, bud. What are you doing? Scared G? the shit out of me. Want some pets? Come here. Come barreling in the door, hey, dude. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Vegas, Vegas now has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, and they have, uh, and Darren Waller is going to be coming back. He's going to be healthy. Yeah. I know you're not as huge on Darren Waller, neither am I, as some people in the, in the rest of the football community is, but I mean, with the, emer- definitely with the emergence of Hunter Renfro last year, now with having Devontae Adams, I mean, you have three guys who could give you thousand yard seasons, thousand yards, 10, 10 touchdowns a piece. What are you doing? <laughs> you, Where, don't, you don't got yourself stuck, didn't you? Where are you going? Make good choices. Yeah, make good choices, dude. <laughs> That's all I can ask. So, I mean, I mean, Vegas is loaded. Their defense re-upped. The offensive, offensive line is still a little bit shaky. Last year's first-round picks, Alec Le- Alex Leatherwood, he's playing better. He still has a problem with penalties. Yeah, 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 he definitely does. But, I mean, he was a reach to begin with. I mean, taking him in the first round was, was such a mind, mind-boggling decision. Yeah. Last year, so um, I think Vegas is going to be a pretty good team. Yeah, and but just bouncing back to the Darren Waller thing, you're right. I'm not super big on him. There's some people that say he's the second best tight end in the league behind Travis Kelsey. I think that's absurd. I'd give him fourth. 
it's Travis Kelsey, it's Mark Andrews, it's George Kittle, I'd give it's him Darren f- Waller. I'd give him fifth now. I think Kyle Pitts is better than is better than Darren Waller. I'd still put Darren Waller above Kyle Pitts, just because it's only one season. Kyle, well, Darren Waller's only had one season. He's he's balled out though. I mean, I mean, I mean, so did Kyle Pitts. I mean, I mean, yeah, the t- the t- like the touchdowns weren't there for Kyle Pitts last season. Like, I, I I understand the fact that he only scored one touchdown, and that was a very very big letdown. But everything else he did, I mean, it was just like if 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 Calvin Ridley played the whole year, I think the I think his numbers would have looked a hell of a lot different. Because once he went down, I mean, the number the number or once he once Calvin really stepped away, stepped away. He didn't he didn't get hurt once he stepped away due to mental health issues. Um, their number one wide receiver was Russell Gage. And Russell Gage is a good wide receiver, but he's not a number one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now at this point, he may not even make the roster in Tampa Bay. He's going to make the roster. I don't know. Between Tyler Johnson and now Julio Jones? I think he's going to make the... Because Tom Brady wanted him there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like Tom Brady was like, hey, come play. Yeah. Let's go. Well, I mean, we'll 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 keep we'll keep it pushing here, just so just so we don't get too bogged down, and just keep jumping from team to team to team. Um, week number five, uh, Vegas is at Kansas City. The Raiders cannot win in Kansas City. Yeah, I think I like Kansas City here. I do too. Yeah, they've all they've always had a very very hard time of uh, of trying of trying to get it done in Kansas City. I mean, last year they fucking jumped on them. Yeah, in Kansas City, like they did lose Tyreek Hill, but they still have a lot of weapons. They still have McCole Hardman, they have Juju, they have Marquez Valdez Scantling, they still have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they have Ronald Jones. I mean I mean bi- biggest biggest thing for them is they have Travis Kelsey. They still have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, they still have Travis Kelsey, which which I mean that'll fix any fucking problem your team has. Helps the calls. So helps the calls for sure. Um heading into number heading into week number six for Vegas, they are actually on a bye, so can't fucking can't fucking lose that one. Uh heading into week number seven, the next four games we actually have decided already. Um this is this is how it's going to be for a lot of this now. Just because we've made it so far into doing these schedule predictions. A lot of these games have already been decided just because we're hitting this divi- these two divisions last. Um, so week number seven, they're in. They're at home for Houston. They win that one. Yeah, we have Houston losing every single fucking game. Um, so yeah, Vegas. Poor, poor Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, week number eight. This is another team that's kind of been in the news recently for kind of kind of for amusing reasons, and I'll touch on it here in a second. Uh, but by week number eight, they're at New Orleans. We have Vegas losing to New Orleans. Um, big thing in the news here for New Orleans lately. Um, their first round pick, Trevor Penning, one of their uh, was he before Chris Olave? He was after Chris Olave. It was Olave then Manning. That's thunder outside. God bless. Huh. Um. Didn't know it was supposed to thunderstorm. Uh. Supposed to storm all weekend, dude. Oh god damn it! I know. Son of a bitch. I I think uh I think it was Olave then Penning. I think Penning was nineteen and Olave was like fifteen. I yes yes because uh Olave did not make it to uh. I don't think he made it to the Ravens. Maybe right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he did. Um, but anyway, Trevor Penning has been has started fights in training camp practice three straight days with his own teammates. It's crazy. And got kicked out of practice on the third day. So, so <laughs> don't punch your teammates. 
Yeah, maybe don't do that. Public service announcement. Don't fight your teammates. <laughs> yeah. Uh Chris Alave went eleven. Okay. He went earlier than he went earlier than I remembered. Okay. Yeah. And then Trevor Penning went nineteen. Okay. Got it. Um so heading into week number nine, they're on the road to Jacksonville. We think Jacksonville's gonna be pretty bad this year. So Vegas ends up winning that one. Following it up in week number ten, they're at home for the Indianapolis Colts. And we have uh, the Vegas picking up that one, too. So going on a nice little stretch there. Three out of four wins. Not too bad. Sets them up for another game at Denver this time in Week 11. I like Denver here. So do I. Yeah, playing a mile high is, so, is going to be so different than playing in, the, playing in Vegas. Ooh, whoops. No. whoops a daisy I had them still click on the bye week and had them losing the bye week. That just contradicted what I was saying. <laughs> Can't lose the bye week. I just made them lose the bye week. I just made them lose the bye week. I love that for you. Um, heading into week number 12 now, they are going to be at the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to win this one. Yeah. Seattle's not going to be great. The good news for them is that Drew Locke is not, is not getting the first team reps, but the bad news is Geno Smith is. Yeah. I think, uh, I personally, I think the Seahawks have, um, earned a little bit of a leash for them to rebuild. Like they've been good for so long. Seahawks fans, be a little patient and rebuild. They caught lightning in a bottle with one draft. Yeah. Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson. Yep. All three of those guys were their draft picks. They were all considered three of the worst fucking picks in the draft. Bruce Irvin, of course, Bruce Irvin was their first pick that year, and Bruce Irvin, he's not like a Hall of Famer or anything like the other two guys are. Yeah, Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson will be. Yeah, yeah, but... um. But Bruce Irvin was still a very good pass rusher when he was in the NFL. Yeah, he was he was a very good ball player for him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Seahawks have done a very good job of replenishing damn near every other position, but quarterback, they also probably didn't think Russell Wilson was going anywhere. Right. They couldn't put together an offensive line for him. Um, so, oh, it's raining, raining. Yeah, I can leave that open. That's no. fine. Yeah. Um, That's why Ziggy's in here. Ziggy's scared. Oh, it's okay, Ziggy. He's, he's, yeah, he's scared of storms. We'll take care of you, buddy. Yeah. Um. So Seahawks fans, you guys will be fine. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, you won't be fine this year. <laughs> no. Next year. <laughs> um, heading into week number 13, um, another game against the Chargers this time at home. I think they'll split with the Chargers. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think they'll split with the Chargers. Talk me into it. Okay. Didn't take much convincing. No, it did not. I don't know what's going to happen in this division. We could be dead wrong. Yeah. The way it's looking right now. Maybe none of them win a game. <laughs> well, that's statistically impossible. I don't think it is. They could tie. Uh, I guess you're right. Um, well, no, I don't think it is impossible because they all play Houston. <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, they all get one win. <laughs> yeah, um, at least one win. Heading into week number 14, they're going to be on the road to the Rams. I like the Rams here. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I think Derek Carr's gonna be in his bag at this point. You you like uh, you're taking Vegas here. Okay. I am. Talk me into it. So I mean I mean I mean this this is the whole thing. I mean I mean the, these good teams like the Raiders or like like the like the Rams. There's always those one those one or two games a year that they always lose to a team they have no business losing to. This like like I don't know. I gotta see when they play this game. Hold on. Stand by. I've got to see when this. I'm just going to schedule. What week is this? 
I have a whole ass spreadsheet, so I'm, nego- I'm negotiating, navigating through all this right now. Um, uh, are you good over there? You struggling? Struggling a little bit. I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting to it. All right, I got it. Um. So here's the thing. That game is actually prime time on thir- on a Thursday on a Thursday. Okay, so it's a short week. It's a, it's a it's a short week. The week before the week before they play they play the Chargers. Vegas does. Yeah, Vegas plays the Chargers and the week before that, the Rams play the Seahawks. Okay? Okay. I'm just I'm just saying if, coming if, off a blowout Coming off a blowout and coming off of the Ve- coming off of Vegas playing a very very close game, I'm just saying. You're saying one team's locked in and one's kind of eh. One's kind of laying back. One's kind of yeah, yeah. Meh. One's one's locked in. One's not. Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey would be a hell of a battle. I think everybody would like to see that. The offensive line for the Raiders is pretty is pretty is is good enough. It's okay. It's uh, it's 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 good enough. I think they can slow down Aaron Donald to an extent. You still got to worry about Leonard Floyd though. Well, um, I would, I can live with Leonard Floyd beating me more than I can live with Aaron Donald beating me. Aaron Donald could have eight sacks in a game. If you let Aaron Donald get going, you ain't gonna stop him. You ain't gonna stop him for three weeks. No. You have to you have to kneecap him before a game in order to stop him twice. Twice exactly. Once before the game and once in the middle of the game. Yes. <laughs> when he recovers. Yes. Um, but I mean, the rest of the secondary for the, um, for the Rams is a little suspect, especially like tight end. I mean, yeah, they'll have Bobby Wagner patrolling the middle against Darren Waller, but I think Darren Waller is a little bit more athletic than Bobby Wagner. Okay. Um, and I mean, Hunter Renfro is a technician with running routes. Plus with Max Crosby and, uh, and Chandler Jones, they're going to give Matt Stafford hell. Okay. Do you think uh do you think there's anything that Raiders defense can do to stop Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Van Jefferson? Rushing the passer, yeah. Sean McVay is a little bit of a wizard with the offense though. I mean I mean th- that's all good and fine, but if your offensive line's not holding up, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long fucking game. Trust me, the Ravens I've seen it with the Ravens time and time again. Yeah. It was also when Jared Goff was there. Or you, oh, you weren't talking about against the Rams. Uh-uh. I thought you were talking about the Ravens against the Rams. No. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking in general. I mean, all, I mean, if, like, if, you get, if you get consistent pressure against Tom Brady, statistically, you're going to win the game. You get consistent pressure, pressure against any quarterback. And I think with two guys who can, who can legitimately give you tw- 15 sacks to, like, individually, if you get 30 sacks out of two players, you're doing fucking something right. I think both of them can do it. Can. Maybe won't, but can. Okay. Talk me into it. Yeah? Raiders win. I figured I would. I made you work for it, though. Huh? I made you work for it. I knew I was going to get... I, I, it's my spreadsheet. I was going to get what I want in the end. <laughs> Seems a little unfair. <laughs> um, Heading into a Week 15 matchup. They played New England. We have them beating New England. And then heading into week number 16 at Pittsburgh, we have them losing that one. Okay. We have them losing at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, following it up, 
uh, week 17, they are at home for San Francisco. This one's going to be tough because San Francisco could be playing for a playoff spot or they could just be playing to let Trey Lance just get some more. I mean, Trey Lance is going to start all year. Yeah, he's the guy. Provided he doesn't get injured. Um, But they're either going to be really, really competitive or they're not going to be competitive. It all depends on how Trey Lance develops this season. I think their defense can take them to the playoffs, but without their offense, I mean, you're not going to have a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, the defense can hold people to 13, 14, maybe 17 points, but your offense has to put up 14, 15, 18 points. Exactly. You got to outscore him by one. At least. I don't know if I trust Trey Lance quite quite yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, from what I've seen, Trey Lance looks dynamite. He looks fucking good. He looks really good, but that's practice. Yeah, I mean, most people are good, and uh, most people are good in practice. I also hear that there's been a lot of confrontation at uh, 49ers camp. Yeah, not involving Trey Lance, but... No, Brandon Ayuk and Fred Warner apparently are getting into fistfights in well, practice. Well, I mean, look, let me do the thing. I mean, they can, they can slap box in the locker room all they want. Slap box, touch PPs, move on. Bingo. Exactly. That's that, that's that's, that's we, all it. That's, that's all it takes. That's how we do it. Um, I like the Raiders here. Okay. Gotcha. Just because I like Derek Carr more than I like Trey Lance. At this point now, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in Trey Lance. I think he could be a hell of a quarterback one day. I don't know if, I don't know if that day is this year. Yeah. Uh, and then followed up week 17 or week 18. I think this is going to end up being a loss. Uh, Vegas's last game of the year against Kansas City. Yeah, I like Kansas City here just because that division's going to be tight. I think all four teams are going to end up be uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, and I think, uh, man, heavens forbid, if Kansas City doesn't make the playoffs, can you imagine ESPN and all the sports media talking about Patrick Mahomes missing the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I think it's, the sports media would just go insane. They would eat it up. So with losses to the Chargers, Kansas City twice, Pittsburgh, Denver, and New Orleans, that puts the Raiders at 11-6. and six. It seems like a f- very feasible and reasonable expectation for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I would, I would, I would definitely agree. I think they're going to be. Um... I think, I think that's. Re- I think ten and seven is the is the floor. Yeah. And I think twelve and five is the ceiling. Yeah. And we have them right right in the middle. So I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I I see it being a game swing either way. Um, one team we were alluding to a little a little earlier. Um, Arizona Cardinals. They're of of course they've been in the they've been in the news for a lot of the wrong reasons lately. Um. With the whole Kyler Murray thing, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins and his suspension, uh, which is a little bit dicey, um, but that is what it is now at this point. Um, now in the news is former Ravens wide receiver Hollywood Brown. Uh, he was arrested on criminal speeding. Yeah, so Hollywood was clocked doing 126 miles per hour on a highway near Phoenix. Um, for clarity, um, if you were caught doing at least 85 miles an hour in Arizona, you would be, pre- you would be placed in bracelets instead of just getting a ticket. Yeah. So he was doing 41 miles an hour over that speed limit. And criminal speeding in the state of Arizona is just a wildly low uh, sentence of 30 days in jail and a $500 fine. Yeah, so, um, so now Arizona's going to be down the top two wide receivers heading into week one. Um, 
this is going to get Hollywood Brown suspended. That's not a question, especially after what happened with Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Um, like you like these NFL players got to know, like, hey, yeah, you might have these sports cars. Uh, he may, he may have been showing off for somebody. I don't know, but it was like seven o'clock in the morning. He is still be showing off for somebody. Yeah, maybe, maybe they take a poop. I don't know. Be, be, maybe he was late to the facility. It, look, either either way, I'm not making. I'm we're not making excuses for Hollywood Brown. The fact that you're going 120 miles an hour is not or 121 miles an hour. That's not fucking good. No. So kind of diving back in, and the reason why we believe he's going to be suspended is the league's personal conduct policy. If you guys remember from early in the episode with Deshaun Watson, um, allows a player to be suspended if they engage in conduct that poses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person going 120 plus miles an hour kind of uh seems like you might be posing a little bit of a uh a little bit of a threat to uh to the safety of other beings yeah maybe it's maybe a small one maybe just a small one so um you and i were talking this is his first uh offense first offense first time being in trouble um so i think he's going to end up getting a four-game suspension from the league, um, which you and I both agree is going to be appealed down to two or three games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, no, number one, like you said, Hollywood Brown's never been in trouble before with the NFL, um, so I think that kind of lets him off the hook a little bit, but I so so in all honesty, I think this may have gotten him, like, if this happened two years ago, he would have gotten off the hook. He would have been fine. He'd have been told, don't do it again, but considering the fact that Henry Ruggs killed somebody doing this, yeah. Um, this has been a morbid episode. There's just a lot of dark shit going Good on. Lord, there's there... just a lot of dark shit going on. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, there really is. But considering the fact that Henry Ruggs killed somebody in a car accident doing 120 miles an hour, um, I mean, the NFL's got to nip this shit in the bud quick. Yeah. So he's, he's definitely going to be suspended, like we said, under the conduct policy of he endangered somebody. Yeah, so 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 heading heading into their season, um, week one they're playing Kansas City without um without their top two wide receivers. They're gonna lose. Yeah, they're gonna be. I think Rondell Moore steps into the number one spot. Rondell Moore is a good receiver, but he's not a number one. No, and that's not a slight to Rondell Moore. It's just that's not him. No, it's not him. Yeah, that's just not him. So I think they had they do have uh. They have two two Atwell too. That dude can fly. Okay, no, I think the Rams are two two. Oh, you're right. It is, it yeah, is the Rams. The Rams. Why have... did I think the Cardinals did? Well, let's see. Who else does the Cardinals have on roster? I'm okay. pulling it up now. I don't know, but I, uh, I, I, I still think the Chiefs win that one. Arizona Cardinals depth chart. Let's see here. They have AJ Green too, but AJ Green. Okay, so gonna... he's going to be their wide receiver one. Yeah. So. And they also have Andy Isabella. He's okay. So that would give them heading into the season at tight end, um, Zach Ertz. Uh, give them Max Williams. Yeah. Um. Well, Trey McBride is listed as number two. Okay. Um. Max Williams is their third, but they have AJ Green, Rondell Moore, and uh, Andy Isabella. Is okay. who would be stepping into the starting to starting spots. Um, now Marquise Brown may not get suspended, but me and me and Holman ultimately think he will be. Um, yeah, I think he's going to face a two or three game suspension. I think he, like I said, I think he initially gets dealt for, gets appealed. They're like, all right, we'll give you two. Yeah, yeah. Gets appealed. They'll be like, hey, we want a one game suspension. They'll be like, how about three? 
Hollywood's camp might be like, okay, split be the like, difference. what about two? Yeah, split the difference. I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Here's yeah. two games. We'll do it again. So heading into week number two, we actually already predicted predict this one predicted this one five minutes ago. Uh, they'll play the Rams or play the Raiders week two. Um, so we have uh, we have the Raiders winning that one. Yeah. Heading into a week three matchup against the defending champions, L.A. Rams. The uh, the Rams win this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arizona is at home for this one, but I think um, you're just missing two just two very vital parts of the offense. Yep. Yep. Um, heading into so the next two games have already been decided here for Arizona. Um, week number four, they're at Carolina, and then week number five, they're in they're at home for Philadelphia. We have them winning both of those games. Um, heading into a week six matchup at the Seattle Seahawks. I think they win this one. Okay, I just yeah Seahawks. You have DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. And that's really it. I mean, they have Rashad Penny, who's who. I mean, if he could stay healthy, is not a bad running back. That, that's just, that's Rashad Penny's whole big thing. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna touch on Rashad Penny a little bit later here on this um here here on the podcast. Don't give me that look. Pause. Perv. <laughs> you said you're gonna touch on Rashad Penny. Whatever. <laughs> he he would enjoy it. And he knows it. Um. But uh, I mean. Rashad Penny's put up very, very good numbers with a very, very bad offensive line. Yeah, I mean, he's been the backup behind Chris Carson for a few years now, but Chris Carson retired due to a neck injury. Due, due to a neck injury. When, when Rashad Penny's gotten his opportunities, he's played well. Yeah, he's, 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 been, play, he's played very, very well. He's been a, he's been a good two. Down, down the stretch last year, when Chris Carson was out, mm-hmm. I think over the last six weeks of the season, Rashad Penny was RB2 in fantasy. Okay. okay. So Behind Jonathan Taylor? I believe, yeah. Okay. So, you you could convince me of that. Yeah. Okay. I would have to I would have to look it up exactly. Um, but I think he was he was a top five running back over the last six weeks of the season of fantasy last year. All right. So, um, heading into a week number seven matchup, we already had this one decided. They play uh, New Orleans at home, and we have them winning. With also with a week eight matchup at Minnesota, we have them winning that one as well. So, that brings us to a week nine matchup at home for Seattle. Um, I think Seattle's gonna pick up at least one. You think so? Division I, game? I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you play you play a team twice. Um, Arizona's gonna be coming off a game at Minnesota. They're gonna be going back home. Um, and Seattle is going to be at home for the Giants. So they're gonna make a very very short trip down to Arizona against a bad team. Arizona's gonna be playing a team that we think is going to win that division. Yeah. I think uh, I think Seattle will pick this one up. That's me personally. Um, it depends if there's a double XP weekend on Call of Duty. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> so Charlie Intel, who I don't know if any of you guys play video games. I'm assuming I'm assuming some of you guys do. Um, Seattle's winning this game, bitch. They're uh, they're very big into like Call of Duty. Um, so it is it is a gaming uh like company and and page and everything like that. Well, they uh they took some time to do a little uh do a little research, and Kyler Murray actually plays worse on double XP weekends on Call of Duty. Well, also you have to, you have to get it you have to get you have to get his uh title correct. It's Phase Kyler Murray. Oh, remember that? No. Um. <laughs> so his passer rating on non double XP weekends is ninety seven point four, and it's eighty nine point six on double XP weekends. So that's showing a difference of seven point seven. 
His passing yards on non-double XP weekends is 251 yards. He throws for 245 on double XP weekends. There's only a six-yard difference. It's not, not hateful. Uh, his completed percentage, completion percentage goes down um, 0.12%. You are guzzling down some water over there on, uh, on double XP weekends. I'm okay. a camel. Fair. Uh, and Kyler Murray on non-double XP weekends is 18, 16, and 1. And on double XP weekends, he's 4 and 7. So in conclusion, Kyler Murray plays better football when there's, there's not a double XP. Yeah, there's weekend. no double XP on Call of Duty. 49ers are signing Willie Sneed. Just saw that on Twitter. Good for them. Just let you know. Just um, you know, I saw, I saw it. But yeah, on the whole, I mean, it, like, like, look, at, at this point in season two, I mean, if you were picking up on things, Carolina, Philadelphia, Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota, that's five straight wins. I think after Minnesota, they get humbled by Seattle. That will also probably be the first game of the season that Drew Locke starts. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Give it to Seattle. I don't care. Oh, oh trust me. I already had it marked. I... <laughs> um... Bringing us to um, week 10, uh, they're at L.A. for the Rams. Nah, you're going to lose two. Okay. Uh, bringing us to, this is a neutral site game. I want to say this is in Mexico City Did versus San Francisco. <sighs> I think they win this one. Do you? Yeah, Do you I think t- they bounce about it. Do you think get San Francisco here? Yeah, I think they bounce back. Okay. I like that. I can live with that. Um, heading into week number 12, they are at home for the Chargers. The week before this, for the Chargers, they play Kansas City. Fuck. Baker Mayfield sitting in the, in the class. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. I love that video. Um, dude, I, I genuinely don't know. I feel like we already have the Chargers winning a ton of games. <sighs> I think Arizona genuinely could pick it up. I think they could too. But I genuinely also think that the Chargers could win it. Give it to, give it to Arizona. I feel like we already have the, the, the Chargers winning too many games. I feel like we're both very high on them, and we're just like, yeah, they're going to go 17-0. and 0. Well, I can assure you they're not now. Yeah. I can assure you they won't. Uh, that also leads us into week 13, which is going to be Arizona's bye week. Followed up week 14, they're at home for New England. We have them beating New England. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, week 15, they're at the Broncos. God damn you, Ziggy. He fart? Yes. Oh, God. I like the Broncos. <laughs> it's not really that bad. God, it stinks, dude. Wait. just Open up the window. I, there's no screen, you jabroni. Smoking out the window. <laughs> See? I told you. Zig. My guy. Rotten ass. He's scared of the storm, man. What can I say? It doesn't mean he's got a shit. Well, dude, stop that. It's making it worse. 
<laughs> what is your deal? I'm trying to fan it out the door. Well, it's not working. <laughs> Open the window. No. Why? Because that requires me to get up. No, it doesn't. Just turn around. It's locked. Damn you. Um. Okay, that takes us to week number 16. We, gotta, we, gotta, we, just, gotta, we just gotta wrap up this little season here for Arizona. Heading into week 16, we have them beating Tampa Bay. Week 17, we have them beating Atlanta. Heading into the final game of the season against San Francisco. Uh, At San Francisco this time. They all break their legs and they lose. No, I'm just kidding. But they do lose. They just don't break their legs. <laughs> they just don't break their legs. What about breaking neck? Like Buster Rhymes. Uh, they could. I guess somebody could. Two, three, four. Arizona, 10-7. Good. Good. Good, good, good. I... Not 110 and 7. Whoa, what a season. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be a hell of a season. 17 games, went 110 of them. <laughs> I'm wildly impressed. Yet, expect more. All right, so those are our that's, that, that's the schedule predictions there for, uh, for those two teams. Um, that leaves us Denver, Kansas City, the Chargers, San Francisco, the Rams, and Seattle filing up after that. Let's go, baby. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's only like seven games apiece for everybody. That's not bad. And it's going to dwindle down the more we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it'll get to the point where we might, we probably won't even decide. Yeah, we're not going to decide the last week. Mm-mm. It'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll already be decided. predetermined. Yeah. Yeah. So, because see, see, San Francisco plays New Orleans. I missed that one. I'm always missing shit with this. That's all right. You can always go back through and. and... I mean, it was it was it was a quick edit. So, um, but yeah, at this point now, I mean, I mean, really, all the games that are left over are just like for Denver. It's every game. It's every divisional opponent, and then see see what makes it difficult is that the AFC West and the NFC West play each other this year. Yeah. So it just ma- like it makes things like like we're gonna fly through this for the like here soon enough. Wait, San Francisco. All all the games that are left for them: Seattle, Denver, the Rams, Kansas City, the Rams, the Chargers, Seattle. Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna breeze through that, right? The Rams, San Francisco, San Francisco, Kansas City, Seattle, Denver, Los Angeles, Seattle. Breeze through it, right? Yeah. Conceivably, we could finish this tonight, but we're not. We're good. But we're not. But we're not. Exactly. Um, so while we're just talking like controversial stuff and everything going on, that's it's more dark. Sh- this one isn't dark. This one's not dark. Um, the Miami Dolphins have been stripped of their 2023 first round pick, and I believe the it was following year's third 2024 fourth round pick. Yes, fourth or third. Uh, 2024 third. third round pick. Yeah, I was at. I thought it was the third. Um, for tampering, um. Basically, what they were trying to do is they were trying to get Tom Brady while he was still in New England. I love you. Bye, Ziggy. Make good decisions. I'm kind of upset you farted and dipped. She crop dusted us. Um, but it's okay. I still love you. Um, they tried to get Tom Brady while he was still in New England. Tampered there. And then they also tried to get um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton while he was still the coach of New Orleans, so they tampered there. So they ended up... Um, well, they tampered with Brady twice. Yeah, once in New England and once in Tampa Bay. I guess they, I guess they just thought, well, we did it once, we can get away with it twice. Well, they probably would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Brian Flores. 
Yeah. So all of this came because, if you guys remember, this was probably like two months ago at this point. Brian Floor had Brian Floor had. Uh, <laughs> it was longer than that. It was dur- it was during uh, head, head coaching vacancies. We're in July now. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it might have been two months ago. Could it probably was longer? Um, he he stated that uh, the owner of the Miami Dolphins um had asked him to basically tank. Um, and lose games, and if he lost game, if he uh, lost those games, he'd pay him an extra hundred thousand dollars per game, right? Per game, yeah, yeah. hundred thousand dollars per game if he would lose these games. Ryan Flores, who were they trying to get? Let's see, that was was that the Burrow season? No, that was the Tua season. To make sure they get Tua, because they were they were they were in love with Tua for some reason. Um, I want to say that that happened. 2021 season. So I think Tua was already there. Hmm. I think it was for going into last season. So T-Law. Probably. Hmm. Okay. I believe it was. Um, It, it didn't... I don't, I don't think Brian Flores ever said when it happened. I don't think it ever came out when the allegations, like what Brian Flores ended up alleging. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the time frame was ever um, released. But given off of the timetable, I feel like that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. Could be wrong. Um, but yeah, Brian Flores had too much integrity um, and wasn't about it. And he just said, no, I'm not going to lose those games, which ultimately hurt him because. The NFL found that they like they were like oh like Stephen Ross was just joking, yeah. Like basically what what Roger Goodell and the NFL said was like you didn't do it, so we can't punish you, right? Uh, to the to the full severity, which is why they only got two draft pick, uh, two draft picks, um, taken away from them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just insane that that's even happening. Yeah, I, maybe we're just naive and kept out of the loop, and I'm sure that this shit happens all the time. Um, Brian Flores just apparently had the nuts to come up and say it. <sighs> yeah, um, I mean, bad teams, bad decisions. Bad teams make bad decisions. I agree. Yeah, uh, so. I, I mean, Miami hasn't been good since Dan Marino. Yeah, I said it. I meant it. Shout out Ricky Williams. <laughs> Shout out Ricky Williams. Um. Yeah, I think that's all we got for the NFL, isn't it? Uh, I mean, we did. I mean, we did. We did. We did some mock drafts. I mean, we can. Th- I mean, we we can we can touch on that quickly. I, I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not. It's getting to a point now where I'm gonna stop revealing what I'm doing because I don't want people to hear my strategy. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about this one real quick, just real smooth, like, um, and then uh, we'll just mock drafts on our own, and no one will know. Yeah. Um. So you had the ninth pick again. I had the tenth pick. Nothing yeah. new here for you guys that uh, that have been listening and following along. Uh, this is mock draft number three. So kick us off. What you got? Um, so I kind of went in an unconventional approach um, here to start my draft. Um, I went Jamar Chase. He was best available on the board ranking-wise, according to ESPN. Um, I was torn between Jamar Chase and... Um, Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams... Yeah, I was torn. They're both going to get a lot of volume. I think um I think Jamar Chase is going to be the beneficiary of that volume more 
Then Devontae Adams is. That's my personal opinion. Will it work out that way? Time will tell. Yeah. Um, in the second round, I followed it up with C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm not a huge believer in going back-to-back with wide receivers. I've done it once. I won my league doing it. Um, but I went to Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, well, this is also a mock draft. You're supposed to like kind of do some some unconventional things, see what it looks like, right? And then um, I followed up my third pick. I was pretty happy with this. I mean, it, like if you tell me that I have Jamar Chase, Ceedee Lamb, and AJ Brown as my three receivers heading into the season, um, I'm like gonna shit a chicken. Yeah. Also, to kind of preface for our money league, uh, we only have to start one running back. Yeah. So. That second running back spot is actually a running back wide receiver flex. Yeah, you can do either or. I prefer to do two running backs still a week. That's my preference. But then again, depending on how my team looks, I may not have to do it. So this is why I'm kind of playing around with how things look, how things play out. Granted, mock drafts never go the way real drafts do. Yeah, Austin Eckler was taken with the second pick in this draft. Right, and I think Cooper, I, like, I had, like, at the ninth pick, I actually had a more of a chance of getting Cooper Cup than I probably should have. Yes. He went, like, sixth. I picked ninth. Yeah. So, um, and, and pl- plus with our league, um, a lot of people have an unconventional approach to how they draft, which makes, which throws a lot more curveballs into it. Yeah. Like in, in the league that we're referring to, we have quarterbacks taken in the first two rounds. Mock drafts that doesn't normally happen just because people are so focused on rankings as opposed to what they actually need according to the league. For our league, there's a very, very there's a high premium on scoring for quarterbacks. Yeah. Um it is we have a PPR league, but it's partial. You get three points for every five catches your running backs, receivers, and tight ends make. So it's different than a standard one point per catch yep. league, uh, which devalues some players more than others. Yeah. Um, like Jarvis Landry is a little bit more valued because he just catches the shit out of balls. Yeah, he can end a game with, with you know, 10 catches. Right, and, and he can end a game with 10, 10 catches for 60 yards, and you're going to get 12 points out of him. And you're, you're over the moon. Right, right. Um, so then I followed up my pick with A.J. Brown. We're taking Antonio Gibson. Um. He's a guy who I have a live. I mean, I'm I'm all, I'm in addition to being a Ravens fan, I am a Washington fan as well. Um, so I like Antonio Gibson a lot. What he can do. Um, I followed it up with Darnell Mooney, wide receiver for the Ran- or for the Bears, and then took Devin Singletary, running back for the um running back for the Bills, um, and then the two more posi- two more important positions. I took um. Another running back, I took Rashad Penny. I alluded to him earlier. And then I finished up with Russell Wilson. So, Not a bad team. Yeah, so all in all, I wasn't exactly happy about the Devin Singletary thing. Um, but then again, the way our league works out, I don't have to start Devin Singletary. No, you don't have to. So it works out, it works out well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, like I said, I had the 10th pick. Um, once again, Devontae Adams failed to me at 10. Took him. Um, I know, like you said, you were back and forth between uh, Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams. You and Jamar, I went Devontae. I'm happy about that one. Coming back around in the second round, uh, grab Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't have to explain too much why people are high on him. He's a big rack guy. It's Tyreek Hill. I said what I said. He's a big rack guy. Um, Run after catch. Like, he's going to catch the ball. 
Mike McDaniel uh, coming from the 49ers. He knows he was with uh, Kyle Shanahan. He knows how to put together an offense. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle. He's going to get the ball out fast for Tua to help him succeed. Um, and Tyreek Hill is going to be the beneficiary of that. And he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of run after catch. Um, I think if, if you're lucky enough to get Tyreek Hill in the second round, take him. I think I think it's a phenomenal pick in the second round for anybody. I mean, for you, it's I mean, I mean, for where you're picking, it makes it makes things definitely easier for you as well. Yeah, third pick in the second round. Third pick in the second round, you get your choice still of those guys who could who are borderline tier one players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even even for me, I mean, my I mean, my choices were between uh, C.D. Lamb, Alvin Kamara, yeah, mm-hmm. and Dondre Swift. Yeah, I mean, there, you had options. I I I I had, I had options. I went C D Lamb just to see how it looked. I had C D Lamb last year also, and he did pretty well for me. So I wouldn't be opposed to having him again. But yeah, um, in the third round, came back around and grabbed Nick Chubb. Decided to get a solid running back. Um, once again, I don't I don't see a world in like in where Nick Chubb falls in the third round, especially when you're drafting with Timber. Uh, Timber always drafts Nick Chubb. I drafted Timber's yeah. team over here with Devontae Adams and Nick Chubb. Somehow really, he always ends up with those re- two. You, yeah, you really did. Well, he goes out of his way to make sure that happens. Yeah, he'll take he'll take Nick Chubb with the first overall pick. So you know, you're now you're, well when this well Timber picks after. Oh, he was in the championship. Yeah. Oh, sorry Timber. I guess sorry Timber. Devontae Adams this year or Nick Chubb. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> You can talk me into it for a kiss. I'm just kidding. I'll still take the kiss, though. Um, <laughs> in the fourth round, I panicked. I ended up taking Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably not going to take two players from the ba- from the Browns, um, although that is going to be uh, their offense right there between those two players. I'm not going to end up taking two players. Uh, those two and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that's that's their offense. Um, I ended up getting Allen Robinson in the second um, in the fifth round. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud wide receiver. I think I drafted him last time or at least before, so I won't go into too much depth about him. Um, he's looking really good in camp, too. He is. He's looking really, really good in camp. Um, we're starting, you know, like I said, you can start another wide receiver instead of a second running back. So I went ahead and I got Devontae Smith for that position. So my starting lineup would look like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, um, and then I'm not going to lie, I, I would probably start um, Allen Robinson and Devontae Smith. Amari Cooper might end up being on the bench. Um, like I said, it was kind of a panic pick. Um, starting tight end is Dawson Knox. Um, and then I kind of skipped over him, but in the sixth round, I actually grabbed Lamar Jackson at my quarterback. Um, I don't see a world in where he sits at six in the sixth round. No me. way. No way. But I figured while he was there, fuck it, I'll take him. Yeah. That's it? That's all you got? That's all I got. That's all I got for the NFL. I meant, like, draft-wise. Yeah, people don't want to hear the rest of it. Well, I think they do, because I think people want to hear the strategy. Now I'll give it my strat. Look, there's one thing that there's one thing that I pride myself on. I'm very, very good at drafting in fantasy football. I'm very good at it. I think I'm, I think I'm okay at it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, that's one thing that I definitely pride myself on. I think I'm pretty good at it. Like, when, pe- like, when people need help with drafting... They come to you. People do. My cousin does, Andrew does, my stepbrother does. I mean, you and I are now in a habit of we sit there and we and, and we draft together, especially for this league. Yeah. And I'll I'll ask you, what do you think of this? This is what I'm thinking. Now it's going to be a little bit tough since we're like back to back picks. <laughs> um. But I I mean I mean and 
I mean, I, but I just, I, just, I, I confide in you. You confide <clears> in me, and I, like, I know, like, we're not gonna fuck each other over. Yeah, I'm not gonna steer you wrong. I'm not gonna steer you out of Devontae Adams so I can grab Devontae Adams at ten. Right. I'm gonna be like, why are you not taking Devontae Adams? Right. Well, Jamar Chase was there. Well, exactly. But I'm saying I don't think I, I don't know. I don't see Jamar Chase being there. I don't know. Neither do I. Um, like, especially in our league, I mean, I, there's, there's so much uncertainty. I mean, everybody everybody has players that they're very very high on. Everybody has players that they're not not as high on. So, um, it makes uh, again it, it makes things very very interesting. It makes things competitive. And I'm not saying it's it's just in the the people in our league, but just in in fantasy football in general, people get hung up on what somebody did the season before. Exactly. Jamar Chase popped the fuck off last year. Had quite arguably one of the best, if not the best, uh year for a rookie wide receiver um people are gonna get hung up on that right right i mean he's gonna get he's gonna get overdrafted do you think first round for jamar chase is being overdrafted i think so do you actually early first round i think it's overdrafting him what is early first round i picked him ninth i think you can get away with that okay but i'm saying i don't know if jamar chase makes it to you at nine neither do i what's the earliest you would take jamar chase Personally, I mean, I think I think eight, eight. Okay, I think I think eight is good for him. I don't know. I just, uh, I think just a one year production. There's always that sophomore slump. Yeah, there's you. There's there's all there's always a sophomore slump. Um, depends on what the Bengals come out and 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 how they play. I I think they're not going to be as hot as they were last year. I mean, they also, I think they only finished the season at 10-6-1. and one. Yeah. So it's not like they had, like, a overwhelmingly, like, great season. It just got hot. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 was, I was really just curious. I mean, I think, I think eight's the highest I would draft in March A's. I don't know. I mean, because there's, so there's so much other talent. Right. No, I agree. I mean, somebody like Derrick Henry also, I think he's a guy who's going to be drafted in the top five. I think that's high for Derrick Henry. I don't know if it is. I, mean, I think I think that's okay. In a PPR format, I think it's high. Well, yeah, I mean, a full, in a full PPR, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, genuinely, I, and people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this. You, you might think I'm fucking crazy. I think um, I think Christian McCaffrey's going to give you a better season this year than Derrick Henry will. Depending on the scoring in the league. I think, I think just in general, I think he will. Yeah, I mean... Let's, uh, I mean that's just what I'm saying. Like as far that's why I put Jamar Chase so far back. I think uh, Stephon Diggs should go before him. Justin Jefferson should go before him. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook should go before him. I think Christian McCaffrey should. Obviously Jonathan Taylor. That's five guys right there. Yeah, Austin Eckler should. Uh, yeah, I mean what Austin Eckler can do at the running back position. Cooper Cup will. That's seven. Yeah. That's eight. So I mean, Jamar Chase at eight, and yeah. I mean, you could make a case for Tyreek going before him. You could make a case for Devontae Adams going before him. You make a case for Najee Harris going before him too. You could make a case for Najee Harris going before him. That's what I'm saying. Like, I will say this: Yes, I think top five is a little early for Derrick Henry, but if he's there at nine, I'm thrilled. It, it, take him at nine, absolutely. Yeah. If you had your choice between Jamar Chase and Derrick Henry at nine, who are you taking? Ah, uh, it's tough. Man. That's a tough one. It really is because. I've had, so me personally, I've had a lot of success of finding guys 
running backs specifically who are who are at the like in the middle of the draft who actually have a lot of success for me. Leonard Fournette, case in point last year. I mean he was he was my fucking bell cow, especially after I traded away Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um I drafted Leonard Fournette the year he ran for eighteen touchdowns in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dra- like drafting late's always been my thing. Taking rookie running backs has always been my thing. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it's it's never really steered me wrong. So, it's um it's tough. I don't know if I would. I don't know who I would take. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I would really have to um use the whole uh, the whole clock on. Yeah, I I I genuinely probably would. I mean, I, I'd have to. I mean, just taking a look at what was what was what was after. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I, you realistically could go in a lot of different directions. So I agree. That's a very good question. I, I don't know what I would. I don't know what I would end up doing. Just wanted to make you think for a little bit. Didn't you? Didn't really expect an answer, but just wanted to make you think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like I said, I consider Dante Swift and I consider Alvin Kamara. Take Derrick Henry. I, you could definitely justify C.D. Lamb at that point and be <clears throat> and be happy and be happy with C.D. Lamb and Derrick Henry. Yeah, you take the wide receiver there. I'd be. I would have been thrilled if I had Jamar Chase and Dondre Swift. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if Alvin Kamara wasn't facing a suspension, Alvin Kamara could be a top eight pick. Yeah, yeah. If Alvin Kamara is not facing a suspension, I might I might pick Alvin Kamara in the first round. If D Hop's not not facing a suspension, he's a top three. He's a first three round guy. I don't know if he's a top. I don't know if he's a top five, top ten wide receiver anymore. Some guys might value him there. I think they're a little foolish, personally. I could see him going early if he wasn't facing the suspension, but he is, so he's not going to. Right, right. Same thing with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara could be... If Alvin Kamara was sitting for you at nine, but not facing the suspension, <sighs> you're over the moon. You're taking him. I don't even know what's going on with him lately. Alvin Kamara? Mm-hmm. Um, He was facing those charges from the Pro Bowl, the incident that happened at the Pro Bowl. I know. I just don't know if he's... I thought he planned on appealing it, but I don't know that he's going to get anything shaved off of that. I don't think he's going to get suspended. <sighs> Are you reading something that's insinuating that, or his hearing's been been delayed? Interesting. Um, Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. No timetable for any potential discipline. Really? Well, that kind of changes things. That's according to Jeremy Fowler. That's a pretty reputable source. Yeah, that changes things. It does, man. Okay. Well, the draft board just got a little bit more spicy. It did, yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to have to think about that. Draft board just got a little bit more spicy. Yes, it did. So, I'm glad we talked about it then. I'm glad we did too. We hashed that out. Yeah. All right, that's enough about the NFL. Let's talk about the MLB. Yeah, so this is something else that we didn't get to talk about last week. Um, due to shithead wires. Yeah, so... um. A lot happened in the last week. The trade deadline has come. Trade deadline the, has went. And the trade deadline has went. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of big names have been moved. Um 
outfitter Joey Gallo. He got dealt to the Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard is now pitching for the Phillies. Um, da, 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 da. Harrison Bader uh, got flipped for Jordan Montgomery. So Harrison Bader is going to be playing in outfield for the Yankees now. Whit Merrifield is going to be playing for the Blue Jays. Um, Brandon Marsh is um, going to the Phillies. Uh, da, 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 da. The Padres have traded for Brandon Drury. They also paid, traded for Josh Hader. Um, and um, they got Josh Bell, didn't they? Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was, I was delaying on this one because I was, gonna, I was gonna hype it up a lot. Number one, I fucking called it. <laughs> did I or did I not say San Diego is where he's going? Yeah, you did. You, you did. I can't take it away from you. You did. Yeah. So, uh, of of course, the block the blockbuster trade of, I mean, this has been the biggest trade in baseball. I think since Miguel Cabrera got traded. I think you're right. In two thousand in two thousand three, um, so the San Diego Padres and the Washington Nationals agreed to trade Juan Soto and Josh Bell, uh, are both what the Padres ended up acquiring, in exchange for Robert Hassel III, C.J. Abrams, James Woods. Um, Jarlon Susana, Luke Voigt, and Mackenzie Gore. Um, Hassel, Abrams, Wood, and Sarsana, Susana, they're all um, top five to top ten prospects inside of the Padres organization. Hassel was their number one prospect. It was Abrams who um, has spent time between AAA and the MLB this year. Mm-hmm. Um those two were one and two. It was Mackenzie Gore, but when he got called up, um, he became a candidate for the Cy Young for a few weeks. Okay. Um, so of course he was not going to get sent back down, but sure. Uh, but yeah, the big, the big, uh, bastards. Um, (laughs) the big fish has been moved. Juan Soto is now a San Diego Padre. Um, so taking a look at this, taking a look at the trade, who do you think won the deal? Soto or uh, Soto and the Padres or the Nationals? Who won the deal? I don't know because they both got what they wanted, yep. right? Like the Padres are winning now; they're in a win now mode. Juan Soto helps them. Josh Bell helps him too. Not as much as Juan Soto, but Josh Bell helps. But the Nationals are trying to rebuild. And they got a lot of pretty good pieces to help them rebuild. If we're just being honest, I think the Padres win. I think anytime you uh anytime you're in a win now mode and you get pieces to help you win now, you um you end up paying out a little bit better just because there's no guarantee that those prospects actually pan out for you. We right. saw it with the Manny Machado trade. Yeah, with uh with uh Yasniel Diaz. Yes. Who 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 lit up who was lighting up everything in the in, in the Dodgers organization, played really really well in the Futures game, hit two bombs. But then he I mean, he's like our eighth prospect now. I don't even think he's that high. He, he might not even be that high, but he's up and down between AAA and the, and the majors. Um, I mean, he just got sent back down from somebody that we acquired from the Rays for cash option. He's number 25. Uh, there you go. I mean, he's not even a top-time prospect for us anymore. So sometimes it doesn't pay out. 
I have the prospect list saved on my computer. I believe that. I'm I'm sure that you do. Yeah. So like sometimes it just doesn't pay out. So personally for me, um, I think whenever you trade, um, when there's two teams trading, if one team's in a in a win now mode and they get players that help them win now, they win the trade. Yeah. Um. So I do agree. Uh. Definitely the um. Definitely the Padres won this trade, and I really don't. I honestly I don't think it's close. And this is the reason why. Um. So Juan Soto statistically, if you if you look at his numbers compared to, uh, numbers that um some of the all-time greats have put up, like Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, all that stuff. OPS-wise, Juan Soto has the second-best OPS in league history. Wow. He's one of the, he, if not the best young player in baseball. Yeah, so OPS-wise, I mean, it's not even close. He's so head and shoulders above everybody else. Leads the league in walks, so he sees the ball very, very well, hits the ball with power. Everybody who watches baseball or everybody who knows about baseball knows what Juan Soto is, knows what he can do. Okay. But this is the problem with what the Nationals got. The Nationals did not get the the Nationals may have gotten the number one prospects from the um from the Padres, okay? They got one and two, right? They may have gotten their top two <coughs> prospects, okay? But where are they in the top one hundred? I'm also looking to see if San Diego has any more top one hundred prospects. They don't. So, so they definitely got two top 100 prospects, but of course, I alluded to the trade by um, from Miguel Cabrera. Okay, they um, when Miami traded Miguel Cabrera to Detroit, they actually ended up getting a return of two top 10 MLB prospects. Okay, not two top 10 prospects for the Tigers, two top 10 prospects. I don't know how how they worked out in the grand scheme of things. That's something that I would have to look into a little bit deeper. Um, but Robert Hassell was the number one prospect for the for the Padres. He's the 21st best prospect in all of baseball. Granted, there's only 20 players that are in the minor league level that are better than him. That's not a lot. But they um they really didn't get a huge return or 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 a, or a massive return of what of what they could have what they could have gotten. Um, two teams that were in contention contention for um <clears throat> excuse me for Juan Soto were also the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Okay, deals. I mean, deals for that definitely would have included their top two prospects. Um. The Dodgers' t- top prospect, uh, Diego Cartaya, he's a catcher. He's the number 12 prospect in baseball. And the, uh, the Cardinals' best prospect is a third baseman by the name of Jordan Walker. He's the number six prospect in baseball. So if the Nationals had chosen one of those two teams, they could have gotten guys that are ranked higher than Robert Hassel III. Yep. I'm not. I'm not saying that Robert Hassel III is going to be a slouch or anything like that. Again, there are 20 players in in minor league baseball that are better than him at the moment. Yeah, but I think they could have gotten a bigger return if they had chosen one of the other two teams. I mean, for example, in addition to Diego Diego Cartaya, the Dodgers also have prospect number 24, Bobby Miller. They also have prospect number 40, Michael Bush. They also have number prospect number forty five, Andy Pages. 
Um, I want to say they have one more. Um, Miguel Miguel Vargas. But the, the 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 point that I'm making is, all of those guys are ranked ahead of prospect two for the Dodgers, James Woods. <laughs> so so they could have gotten a lot more prospects, but they got a lot of players that are MLB ready now. Yep. Mackenzie Gore is already at the big leagues. CJ Abrams is at the big leagues. Luke Voigt is at the big leagues. So you have three guys you can already plug right into your rotation and you'll be good to go. Plus with Mackenzie Gore and CJ Abrams, they still have so much team control since both of those guys made their debut this season. Luke Voigt, he's a power bat who they could end up flipping next offseason to a team that needs first base help, just hitting help in general. So on the in the grand scheme of things, the Nationals got a very, very good return. A very good return. I think they could have gotten more by picking either the Dodgers or the Cardinals. That's just me. I agree. I think I think they probably could have gotten more. I, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um. So I actually looked it up while while you were talking there. So in the trade for uh, Miguel Cabrera, the Marlins received Burke Badenhop. Frankie De La Cruz, Cameron Maben, Andrew Miller, Mike Rabello, and lifelong minor leaguer Dallas Trahern. It was um, Cameron Maben and Andrew Miller. Those were top two prospects. Those, those were the top two. Yeah, those are the those are the two big fish in the trade. Baden Hop gave the Marlins four seasons and two hundred and fifty innings pitched, mostly in relief. Had a four point three four ERA. Um, De La Cruz would only pitch nine innings for the team and deliver an 18 ERA. Uh, Rebello hit 202 in his 122 plate appearances in the 2008 season. Never saw major league action again. Uh, yeah, Maven and Miller were the only two that had uh, any sort of success in uh, in the majors. Um, in his first stint with the Marlins, uh, Maven hit 257 and 557 trips um, to the plate. Um, and Miller was a was a struggling starter slash reliever, um, who would go ten and twenty for them with a five point eight nine ERA in two hundred and twenty innings of work. So Detroit won. Oh, for sure, overwhelmingly. Yeah, overwhelmingly won that trade. I mean, Miguel Cabrera turned into the best hitter of of this generation. When yeah, he, I was fighting for the Triple Crown for like three consecutive years. Yeah, won it once. <laughs> yeah, and he won it once. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, also, also, also two, two other things that kind of hit, hit close. The Jorge Lopez deal. And this deal actually, like, like, I've never been this invested in a baseball season before. This deal genuinely disappointed me. But I understood it had to happen. Yeah. Um, Jorge Lopez being dealt to the Twins. I understood it. Jorge Lopez uh, was the all-star relief, all-star closer for the Orioles this season, dominating, just absolutely dominant. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be able to replicate these numbers year in and year out. I mean, last season he he gave it a shot as a starter. 
Right, and and didn't he, didn't he, pitch well. He almost flamed out. We moved into we moved him to usually when guys get moved to the bullpen, that's your last chance at the bigs. Yeah, lock it in or go down. Yeah, if you're a starter and you get moved back, you got to lock it in or you're done. Yeah, uh, so that one hurt. But really, really, the most disappointing one was the Orioles dealing away their the right. I mean, for the longest time, the face of their franchise. Yeah, Trey Mancini. Yeah, that one that one pulled on some heartstrings. Yeah. Um I like I said, I understand why why they did it. Trey Mancini was coming up when getting an extension or, you know, free agency. The Orioles weren't gonna be able to pay him what he wants. Yeah. Um <clears throat> gotta get something from him while you can. Like I said, pulls on the heartstrings. I understand it's a business. I understand it's a business decision. The prospects that we got back for him, I'm not super upset about. Um, the big one was Chase McDermott. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he ends up being in our top ten prospects, if I'm not mistaken, he or sits just outside right of it. Right outside of it. Was he twelve? Number twelve. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm I'm very disappointed in uh, in the Jorge trade. Just what we got in return for him. Yeah, I would have personally. I would have rather have uh, rather us got one good prospect than these four prospects, who one of them is in the top thirty for the Twins, and he was twenty second. Yeah, the other three are just out of the blue. The one guy he he's actually pitched for the Twins this year. I think he's posting something like a seven point something ERA, and I'm like, dude, you like really? That's what we wanted. That's so, what we were taking. So also, also in the trade for Trey Mancini, we also did get Seth Johnson from the Rays. Uh, he slides into our to our number eight spot for uh, for prospects right now in the pipeline. Slides in front of Heston Kirschdag. So he so so we did get a top ten prospect out of it for the organization. Arguably, we got two. Yeah, like I said, I I'm okay with the Trey trade. I had to slow that down before I fucked that up. Yeah, um, I'm not happy that we got rid of Trey Mancini. Obviously, he just it, like he holds a place in everybody in Baltimore's hearts. Um, you know, he bounced back from cancer. Um, stage, he's been stage three cancer. Yeah, it, it wasn't it, like they didn't catch it quite early enough. But the athletic staff and training staff um, caught it for Trey. And saved his life. Yeah. Um, so it pulls the heartstrings, but it is still a business. Hate to see him go. Yep. He actually got a home run. First at bat for the Astros. Hit a home run. Cranked it. Yeah. Dominated it. Yeah, he just, he's abs. And, and you know, it, if I'm not mistaken, he hit a home run for his first at bat with the uh, with the Orioles as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, his 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 his, his first at bat in Camden Yards was a home run. His last at bat in Camden Yards was also a home run. Ah, it was right off homie's face. Yes, it was. This an idiot. Saw my own two eyeballs. You did. You were there. Yeah. How cool is that? You were there for that. Yep. I was obviously Trey Mancini's last game with an Oriole. In Camden Yards. In Camden Yards. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, as an in Camden Yards as an Oriole, the Astros do come to town at the end of the at the end of September. I do plan on going to that. I don't blame you. He's gonna get he's gonna get one hell of an ovation. Oh hell yeah, he is. Imagine the Astros don't play in that game. That'd be criminal. They're a shit organization. They could do it. They they might do it. They're they're that would be criminal. Your cousin Tyler did uh did message us on Twitter and, and sent us that like 
you know, the Trey stuff. And I, I even told him, I was like, I'll, I'll root for Trey. I will not cheer for the Astros. No, I, I refuse to, I refuse to cheer for the Astros. But yes, I am still like, I can support them a little bit more considering the fact they have Trey Mancini. I just hope Trey Mancini wins MVP for them. Um, but the Astros just don't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can cheer for Trey. I will not root for the Astros. Nope, I, I refuse. I, yeah, that is one team that I refuse to cheer for. I will not cheer for the Astros. I also won't cheer for Rob Manfred. I'm not getting into it with him. Roundhouse kick. <laughs> yeah, he's uh He's a winner. He's 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 uh he's 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 definitely a winner. He's something. Yeah. Also uh, another deal that I didn't I didn't um I didn't mention. Eric Hosmer, he got dealt to the Padres, or he got dealt to the Red Sox from the Padres. He was supposed to be going back to the Nationals, but he rejected being moved. Yeah, he, he had a uh, no trade clause, and he said, "No, I'm good." Yeah. So, um, so Eric Hosmer plays first. They just got Josh Bell. Josh Bell is a little is playing better than Eric Hosmer, so they moved him to uh, to San Diego or to I keep God damn it, moved him, him moved him to Boston. I don't know what they got in return for him, though. God bless. Uh, they got something. Had to have. Left-handed pitcher, Jake Rom. Oh, okay. Um, so, so the Padres got back Jake Rom. And they sent Hosmer, uh, infielder Max Ferguson, and outfielder Corey Roser as well. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that was that. Uh, while we're here talking about the MLB, let's do a little check-in, see where things are going. So there's a few games. Also, while oh, we're talking, oh. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to cut you off. Yes, rest, you did. Rest in peace, Vince Scully. Rest in peace, Vince Scully. Yeah, argu- argu- arguably the best personality in all sports. Maybe behind Craig Seager. Maybe, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Vince Scully is, he was the he was he called games for the uh, for the Dodgers for from when did he start? Nineteen seventy five up until two thousand sixteen. I'll take your word for it. I, I'm I'm not sure what his what his broadcasting uh, career looked like. Um, no, actually. He called the perfect game in the World Series. Don Larson's perfect game. What a guy. Uh, which was game one of the 1956 World Series. Wow. Finn Scully's been at it for He was at it for a while. He was. Yeah. He's called some... Um, he's called some shit, man. Like like a lot like a lot of the big moments that you've seen in sports history is called by Vince Scully. A lot of, a lot of big moments in Dodgers Dodgers history. History in general. He called he was he was calling the game when Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record. He was calling the game where the ball went between Bill Buckner's legs in the ser- in the World Series between the Mets and the Red Sox. Wow. Um he called Joe Carter's walk off home run in the in the in game six of the World Series. Um 
Uh, what is this? Jim Tracy's Meltdown. I remember that. Yeah, that was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was, he was calling games in the 50s up until October 2nd of 2016. Passed away in 94. Wow. So rest in peace to one of the greatest people in the history of baseball. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so now let's check in with the MLB. Yeah. Um, still a little update. There are a few games going on right now. Um, to kind of touch on one that got out of hand a little bit quickly, um, the Atlanta Braves are taking on the New York Mets. They are in New York. Um, Atlanta's up 8 nothing. <laughs> Bottom two. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Like I said, this one got out of hand a little bit quickly. Uh, in the first inning, Matt Olson doubled uh, deep left. Dansby Sponson scored. Um, and then uh, Rosario homered for a three-run shot. Went up 4 nothing in the first. Um, Harris, the second homered in the second Swanson singled and Acuna scored Riley grounded into a fielder's choice to second where Swanson scored. Um, and then, uh, Rosario who doubled the deep center where Riley scored and, uh, currently bottom two with two outs. Atlanta Braves are up two nothing or eight, nothing. That one got out of hand a little bit quickly. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, touching on, touching on, um, some division standings, um, on uh, AL East, the Yankees are still in the lead for the AL East at 70 and 36. Shitheads. They have a 10 and a half game lead on uh, Toronto. Uh, don't look now, but Boston or Baltimore is only two games back of Tampa Bay. Don't on that ass. For, for the wild card. They're on that ass. Baltimore, ba- Baltimore is not in last place in the AL East. Nope. Uh, it goes Yankees, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Boston. So we coming up, baby. Watch yourself. Fuck your chicken strips. Fuck your chicken strips. Um, moving on to the AL Central. Right now, the Minnesota the Minnesota Twins are in the lead. There, they're currently sitting at fifty and fifty five. Uh, they have Cleveland and Chicago both on their heels, one and two games out respectively. Um, so Cleveland is currently sitting right outside, looking in. For the division, for not only the division lead, but also for the lead for the um, for the third place for the wild card. There's seven teams in contention for the wild card in the AL. Yeah, it is Toronto, the Rays, Baltimore, Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, Chicago White Sox, and the uh, Seattle Mariners. Yeah, currently Toronto holds the top spot, um, and they have a uh, a three game lead over Tampa Bay in the third spot. Seattle has a second and they have a half game lead. Um Cleveland and Cleveland and Baltimore right behind them two games back. Um the White Sox are three games back and then Boston is four games back. Yeah, so so there's a lot of teams in contention for that for the AL wildcard spot. It's shaping up to be a really really good race. Um out west, uh the Dodge or the Houston is running away with it. Um they're 11 and a half games up on Seattle. Um, so they've all but clinched their division. They're getting close to doing it. I know the Yankees are getting close too. Yeah, I think there's only like fifty some odd games 55, left. Five, fifty seven games left, something like that, somewhere in that ballpark, I believe. Yep. So um also um the LA Los Angeles Angels were the were the one hundred and sixteenth team in MLB history to hit seven solo shots in one game. They were the sixth out of those one hundred and sixteen to lose. Lost to Oakland eight to seven. That's that's a heartbreak loss. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a heartbreak loss. God bless. Sure as hell is. Um, heading over to the National League, um, the Mets 
while they're getting shellacked by the Braves right now. They're still currently four and a half games up on Atlanta out in, out in, out in the East. Um, St. Louis and Milwaukee are currently tied for the NL Central lead, both sitting at 57 and 48. Uh, Pittsburgh's 14 games back, so there's really not a lot of... Um, right now, Pittsburgh's 14 games back, Cincinnati's 14 and a half, Chicago's 15. So really now it's just a battle for third place after that. Um, going out West, um, Dodgers are currently sitting at 72 and 33. They're 12 and a half games up on San Diego, who's 61 and 47. Don't look now. Well, everybody, everybody knows why you should look now, but San Diego is about to start jumping on them. Yeah. I think Tatis is coming back soon too. He's yep. been out with an injury. Once they get that big three of Machado, Tatis and Juan Soto. Good night. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean the pitching's there. I mean, San Diego dropped to the sixth shortest odds to win the World Series. They're still at plus 1,200. That's value. Yeah, that is. I'd take it. We might have to go Splitskies. We might have to go Splitskies. I could, you could talk me into it because I love Tatis. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a big Manny Machado guy. I loved Juan Soto when he played in, in Washington. Um, so, yeah. And those City Connect jerseys, I would love to see them in the World Series. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, those are sick. So, that's your little MLB update. I think right now you're... Club uh, the leader for the uh, AL MVP is still looking like it's Aaron Judge. I don't think anybody catches him in all honesty. Um, Aaron Judge, forty three home runs, ninety three RBIs, and we're five days into August. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's tearing the fucking cover off the ball right now. I want to say out west. I want to say your leader is Manny Machado. Uh, no, I think it's Paul Goldschmidt. Okay, I know Paul Goldschmidt is playing really, really good as well. I'm about to check DraftKings to see exactly what the hell is going on. Um, no, not alternate run line. I'm gonna fuck about that. Oh, I can't bet. I can't bet on it right now. Anyway, because games are playing. Fair. <clears throat> Disappointing. I did see something. Um about the Orioles and about Grayson Rodriguez, um, that apparently he is throwing um, on flat surfaces. Good. And there's a potential that we could see him on the mound again sometime this season. Not at the bigs. No, 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 no. no. Um, if anybody's getting called up, it's going to be D.L. Hall. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think D.L. Hall is going to get called up this year. Um Maybe towards the end of the season, whether we're in contention or not, who knows? I um, think I think one name you are going to see get caught up as well as Kyle Stowers. Okay, um, just to add a little bit more, uh, add a, add a little bit more uh, hitting into the lineup, especially with um, with Trey being traded. Now Ryan Mountcastle will be your everyday first baseman, but adding Kyle Stowers, I think you definitely would have seen him called up. Had the had the Orioles found a trade partner for Santander? Yeah. Um. So Kyle Stowers is a guy who we could see this season, like you said. In addition to D.L. Hall, um, I think uh, well, Taron Varver is already up. Yeah, already up with us. Um. So I mean, there's there's a few guys who the Orioles could be seeing this year. Um. It'll be interesting to see who we end up bringing up, who ends up staying down. So. I I mean I, I guess there's a there's there's maybe an opportunity for Gunnar Henderson to come up. He's been playing very very well down there in the minors. Um, I think I think we keep him down uh, for the whole season, bring him up next year. Um, 
we're going to be a very young but very talented team next yes. year. Yes. Um, damn, Colton Kowser had four RBIs in two straight games. Colton Kowser's a dog. That's nuts. That's a dog. You know what? And I, I will say this. Just because we have so much... Um, just because we have so much talent out in the outfield, there's one guy who you have to look at who's possibly going to get traded in this coming offseason. Cedric Mullins. Oh. We can get way too much for him, if you ask me. I think he's a guy that genuinely could get traded because with, especially with the emergence of Austin Hayes, yeah, he's popped off. Austin Hayes is playing very, very good for us. I mean, maybe we move him and we keep um and we keep Cedric. Cedric. But I think one of the two of the three of our current outfielders who are starting, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Santander, two of the three of them are going to get traded just because we have Colton Kowser and Kyle Stowers who are ready to make their MLB appearance. And also we have Heston Kirchdad, who's an A plus ball, who's projected to be up here by twenty twenty four. So there's guys in the pipeline. Yeah. You can't have him playing in double A and triple A forever. No, you can't. And and it, it, eventually they got to get called up. You can also move dudes around the outfield. Touch Mullins doesn't only have to play center. Well, very true. He's he's a natural center fielder. But at some point, I think it's going to be the same exact thing with with Manny Machado, same exact thing with Trey Mancini. Um, Cedric Mullins is due for a contract here in the next two years. Will we be able to afford it? Right now, the hitting numbers aren't there, but nobody on the Orioles is hitting bombs just because they moved back fucking left field a thousand feet. <laughs> um, so, at some point, and it, 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 like, it's not like we can rearrange guys in the, in, in the infield either. First base is solidified. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson is going to play third. Jordan Westbrook's going to play short in the meantime. You have Kobe Mayo, who you can move around a little bit. And also, we drafted Jackson Hayes number one. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of guys in the infield that are coming up, a lot of guys that in the, for pitching that are coming up. Our, our second baseman of the future, Taron Bavra, he's already, he's already up there with us. Yeah, I mean, you got Connor Norby sitting down there. He's, he's, he's projected 2024. He's a second baseman. Right. I mean, the, the Orioles have a lot of decisions to make, a lot of good decisions to make, but tough decisions as well. I think, um, I think technically Jorge Mateo is actually a second baseman too that we've moved over to shortstop. He is. So, that's one guy I don't want to get rid of either. He is so damn fast. fast. Yeah, he's fucking fast, dude. That dude literally just glides around the bases. He's really, so fun. He really so does. Cool. So I mean, the Orioles have a good pro- have good problems going on. Um, <laughs> too much talent to know what to do with it. Too much talent to know with it. Exactly. Oh. So, it'll be interesting to see how things end up panning out for us. Um. Yeah, it'll be um. Interesting to say the least. Yeah, and speaking of interesting, we just got one more big topic we want to touch on. Um, it's a little bit go going on in the NBA. Um, the Seventy Sixers are being investigated for tampering. Reportedly. They're reported, okay. Reportedly being uh, 
Well, now it's, uh, I, I see uh, here from The Athletic, confirmed by um, Rich Hoffman, the NBA has opened an investigation on the 76ers for potential early contract and tampering. The investigation is focused on the 76ers' free agency deals with James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Daniel House. Yeah, so so really, really the big indicator of why they're of why they're investigating this right now is because um, J- James Harden declined his player option and then picked up a deal worth less money. Like $13 million less. Yeah, $13 million less, which ended up paying for P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up coming up with to, um, against the 76ers. Um. I think there was something going on there. This will be the fourth time that they have that the NBA has found people guilty of tampering. So it will be um it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with this. Um Yeah, we'll see what happens if anybody loses draft picks. Um what if, draft picks they lose if they do. If they're found guilty, ultimately they will. Yeah. Um, but it'll just be it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see how things end up panning out. Um, so this is all this is all very this is all very new. It's all kind of just started. Um, so we'll keep every, we'll keep you updated um, as far as what's going on as things continue to progress. Yeah, and then just uh, one last thing in the laughable moments. This has me this had me dead when I saw it. This is hysterical. So a dude went to the Jets training camp. And got a jersey signed by Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, C.J. Uzama, Elijah Moore, Jermaine Johnson, and Garrett Wilson. Now that in itself is nothing new, but what's funny about it is, is that it was a number two jersey for Zach Wilson, but instead of saying Wilson, it said Hunter. And the players ate it up. Ate it up. They thought they they thought it was hysterical. I mean, in the video, I mean, there were people around this guy who was trying to get. Uh, Trying to get like they were also trying to get autographs from the players and everything like that. They came over, laughed at the jersey, took the dude's pen, signed it, turned around, and walked away. Yeah, they were they were having a blast with it. They didn't sign anything else or anybody else. They were like, "Yeah, but I'm signing that." Yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna not sign that. Yeah, that was just that 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 was just absolutely hysterical. I lo- I loved every minute of it. He's only missing one signature. Zach Wilson, the man himself, exactly. God bless. It'd have been cool if Robert Sala signed it too. It'd have been really cool if Joe Flacco signed it. Apparently Joe Flacco is beating him out in camp. Apparently Joe Flacco looks better than Zach Wilson in camp. I pray Joe Flacco is the fucking starter. God bless. How would that? <laughs> I pray Joe Flacco is the starter to open up the season. That'd be funny. That would just tickle me pink. Tickle you pink. It would. I'm for that. I would love it. I would love every second of it. <sighs> well, buddy, that's all we got this week. Yeah. This was a doozy. This was a good two hour long episode. You know I kind um, of enjoy these longer ones. I do too. I'm also i I'm also just for shits and giggles on MLB.com, you can look like three years like you can look ten years back to see exactly who the prospects were in the Orioles organization. Um in two thousand and thirteen, the number thirteen prospect for the Baltimore Orioles was a left handed pitcher by the name of Josh Hader. Oh wow. Son of a bitch. I thought the door was fucking unlocked. <laughs> yeah, I better I better sign off here. I don't think my girlfriend's at the door. I gotta let her in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get out of here. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, yep. We'll catch you guys next week. Appreciate you guys for listening. Take care. Be safe. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.